I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Saturday to you all. Today's date is February 18th, and we are going to have join us Stephen P. Duncanson um, with Paradigm Shifters Principles for Life and Success. And I have to tell you, I just wanted to take this opportunity to, uh, you know, just say thank you to Stephen and Marilyn. Um, Marilyn Ocasio and Stephen, they host this particular segment, and they do it from their heart. And the information that they bestow upon all of us, including myself, is priceless information that we need. And in these times that we're dealing with right now, we need to have as many um, things to use as references and resources to help us get through, get past, and get to where we need to go. And that's exactly what it is they bring to us. However, Marilyn will not be joining us today because she is um, at a funeral and um, she sends her regards and she misses you all. So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you Steve. Hello, everyone. This is Steve. Uh, it really is my pleasure to be able to be back with you again. Hello, Aurelia. How are you? I'm good, Steve, and I'm glad to have you back. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Uh, I, I tell you, it seems like it's been such a long time. Um, uh, so I'm kind of like got to do um, – Merry Christmas, um, Happy New Year, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, the whole gamut. <laughs> yeah, right, the whole <laughs> gamut, right? But uh, it really is good to, uh, to to be able to be back and um, certainly send our, our blessings and, and well wishes to uh, Marilyn and her family um, at, at their in the temporary. Um, we're glad that you tuned in here at the Paradigm Shift, Principles for Life and Success, to be able to, to hear you know, words of encouragement and, and things and thoughts to be able to stimulate your thinking beyond the present moment, to be able to be open to the possibilities of what could be beyond what presently is. And the determining factor as to what that will be like is our thinking. It's going to be what our thinking is. You know, I'm coming to you actually from uh, – I'm actually at Winthrop Hospital right now with a good friend of mine um, who is uh, experiencing some uh, some health challenges. But even through the health challenges, what he's chosen to focus on is what he can do something about. You know, we, we hear many times that aphorism, right, it's not what happens, it's what you do about what happens. And it's easy to say when you're not going through something. But when, in fact, you are going through something, uh, it becomes a whole other story. You now have to live what it is that you say. And um, 
and I believe that, that this is something certainly that, that he is doing. He's chosen as a found through um, some health experiences. His, lymph, his lymphatic system is on fire. He's got um, swollen lymph nodes in both sides mm-hmm. of his neck. He's got it in uh, his, his chest and in his stomach. And um, he's supposed to have a biopsy today as to well, what the story is, right? Um, he also had no health insurance coverage. He's in the process of waiting for Obamacare to come through and, uh, um, you know, some challenges around that happening. So he found himself in a situation without any sort of the how-tos of the situation, how to, to work through it. But what he chose, again, the focus of what can I do in the moment? What can I do right now? Not what I wish could happen. Right? What can I do? What actions can I take? And I can't, I wouldn't, you know, there's not enough time to go through all the details, but here's what I'll tell you. That in arriving at the hospital uh, yesterday, um, he coincidentally, and, and I, when I say coincidentally, I put those in quotes. He coincidentally ran into um, some friends who he's known for many years who are in strategic positions in the hospital, who were able to assist him not only in uh, getting the care that he needs, getting the room that he needs, getting the insurance that he needs, all these things that, that uh, and um, he's going to be blessed tremendously. Again, I'm sharing all the details. I'm not necessarily able to do that. But what I'm saying to you is that as much as we talk about and hear the words of it's not what happens, it's what you do about what happens. We hear about event plus response equals outcome. These are words that we've heard, but it has to go from being in our heads to really being in our hearts so that it practices and manifests itself in our life. And, and um, the, my, my buddy here is a, a great example of that, even now. I started explaining that because there'll be times you'll, you, you may hear me during our next few minutes together. Um, the people walking through the space that I'm in, I'm actually in the stairwell <laughs> sharing this information. But that's also the blessing of technology, isn't it, right? You know, wherever we are, we can, we can make these things happen. But, um, you know, the, the, so that, that's kind of a bit of encouragement to any of you, even at this moment that you're going through something. Do not allow the moment to define what your life is going to be like. The moment is a snapshot. And ultimately, the key is there's a lesson to be learned in that moment. And one of those lessons is to do, be able to do what you can with what you have, where you are, in order to get to where you want to be. To not allow what's going on in a moment to rob you of the peace that there is in the power of now. It's that book Eckhart Tolle talks about that. You know, this, this, you know it's, it's what we can control is what's happening right now, not what happened before, not what's going to happen um, uh, even a minute from now. But what are you going to do at this particular point in time, at this moment? And so there, to, to be able to be sharing with you right now uh, a contemporary example of that going on, I also believe is an encouragement to someone else who's on this line, somebody else who's listening, who's going through a sort of challenge who has all the negative voices telling them what they can't do, that they have um, all, all the circumstances building itself up against them. And the encouragement is to not allow the moment, right, the, the circumstances in the moment, to rob you of what your future can be. And knowing, again, that what you do right now is determining uh, what's going to happen moving forward and doing what you can 
So that wasn't even what I necessarily planned today, but that's what's immediately in the moment. And I also believe that there are no mistakes. Um, there's what we plan, but there's one who's even greater than all of us, what he plans. And I don't know what anyone's religious affiliations might be. This is simply what I believe, that there is a God, there is a grand overall designer who, from the very foundation of the world, understood and knew what would take place and what we would need at any given moment and put in place what's necessary for us to overcome. It might not be the, the, the way, the script that we want. Imagine if we were given the script of our lives from the beginning of our lives. Most of us would say, uh, try to send it back to God for a rewrite. So now nah, I don't like that. We need to change some of the characters and uh, you know, change some of the things that are going on, right? <laughs> but when, uh, in, 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 in fact, God, in, in his word, he asked the, the story of their jewel, right? And he, he asked him, where were you when I hung the stars in the sky? Where were you when I set the boundaries of the sea? Were you around? You weren't around. <laughs> you didn't know. So there are things that in, in God's sovereignty that he does that we're not even clear on, right? Because he, his perspective, his purview is that far greater than that of our own. Uh, and what we have to do is be able to trust and know that, that, that he is in control um, and that, that things will work out for our, will work out for our good. But, um, once again, we rob ourselves of peace when we try to solve everything ourselves. All we're supposed to do is what we can do with what we have where we are right now. And, and um, so... Once again, I didn't necessarily plan this to be the focus today, but that has been uh, that, that's what has come to the fore. And and so once again, I hope that I'm encouraging someone at this particular point in time, with regard to whatever they might be going through. You're not alone. It's not a surprise to the to the Creator, and there is a way that for it to be resolved for your good. Got to receive that. Got to receive that. So since we have last been together, we have uh, one of the many things that has transpired is that we have gone through a kind of like um, an unprecedented presidential election uh, uh, campaign time, uh, and <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm trying to put it as delicately as I possibly can. Do, right? I see, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no, we will not be talking um, party affiliation here, um, um, because the reality is, when it's said and done, it's it's there are issues to be um, taken exception to in all uh, in both parties. As a matter of fact, that's really kind of what the focus is today, right? Because the the issue at hand beyond each individual's political platform was the character, the core issue of challenge that so many had, had to do with the character of the individuals. There became less and less of a debate on what um, their their campaign promises were and the the uh, issues going on in America, but it really focused on who the individuals are, what's going on in their personal lives. You know, we've heard many times the people say, well, about um, uh, separating your your personal life from your public life in leadership. And when it's all said and done, that's an impossibility because what leadership is really about is not a position that you hold; it's the life that you live. 
I want to say that again. Leadership is not a position you hold. It's the life that you live. And when one becomes clear on what that's supposed to be like, what the core of it is, what the substance it's supposed to be, it will determine what your approach is. Much of the training that, you know, I'm, I'm reading a, a resource now that has blessed me immeasurably, and I'm continuing to, to read it, actually, and, and I would offer it as a, a consideration for all of you as well. It was written by a gentleman who... Um, I was exposed to for the very first time in 1989. As a matter of fact, his book, um, The Understanding Your Purpose, was one of the first books that I read when I started reading. Now I say when I started reading, right? Because uh, I've told you this many times before on the air that um, I didn't, uh, up until 1989, I'd read one book from cover to cover, even in college, right? I didn't go to school for, I, didn't, I bought the crib notes, right? So I didn't go to school for the education, I went for the paper. But it wasn't until 1989 when I started reading, uh, became a voracious reader. And his book, uh, Understanding Your Purpose, uh, was one of the books that I had read. And that gentleman's name is Dr. Miles Monroe. Uh, Dr. Monroe is, uh, was a world-renowned world um, teacher, leader, speaker, um, pastor, uh, and impact on nations, not just on individuals, but on nations. But one of his resources was called, um, that I'm reading right now, was called The Power of Character in Leadership. Again, that resource that I would highly recommend if you pick up is called The Power of Character in Leadership. And you know what my day-to-day my -day is, uh, not just motivational speaking, I do human capital development, most specifically in the area of leadership development. And much of the training that goes on today in leadership has to do more with management than understanding the dynamics of what leadership is about in the first place. And when we understand that people, we lead out of who we are, not simply what we know. Because what we know, how many, I'm sure if I ask you, how many of us have known to do something and not do what we know to do, um, I think we'd all be raising our hands. And if you don't raise your hand on that, that means you lie about other stuff too, right? So the reality is a lot of times it's not what we know. There's something else that is in operation that will cause us to operate and live according to our convictions that we have. And so today, a lot in training um, that, that's going on doesn't have to do with those aspects of uh, what leadership really is. But when we understand what the, what the core of leadership um, has to do with character, no one should think that it's too smart or too safe to avoid the consequences of a lack of character. Character, and so if we just see what a, a um, an operating definition of what character is, character is the distinctive mark that our behavior leaves on others. And again, I apologize for all the stuff in the background. You know where I am. But I just want to affirm: character is the distinctive mark that our behavior leaves on others. And so when we talk about character of a leader, we recognize that what a leader might, when a leader in, in any sort of position, what you may do might be, um, it might be personal, but it's not private. I'll say it again. A leader's character might be personal, but it's not private. Why is it not private? Because as a leader, what you do affects other people. 
there's any time, and, and I can go down the list of a myriad of instances that have taken place uh, throughout even recent history in business, in sports, in religion, of how the leader, because poor character did something, and it affected not only that individual, but the people associated with that leader. Um, most recently, um, in fact, I, was, I only know part of the details from uh, today in the news about Darrell Rivas, New York Jets, got into some sort of an incident. And I don't know the details, know whether he's right or wrong, right? I, I, I don't know. But what I do know is that his behavior, what that took place there, is uh, as much as it might have just been him. He was the only one in there. But uh, as far as players from the New York Jets, but his behavior, what he did affected the team as well. No, and the team, New York, because a leader's character might be personal, but it's not private. And so, you know, in the absence of having focused on character and leadership, where people are focusing more on charisma, they're focusing on, focusing on skills. Is a person a good orator? What does a person look like? What is their gender? What part of the world do they come from? All those things become the focus when those are secondary, not even secondary. They could be tertiary or quaternary even to the issue of character being the primary thing. And just let me read this quick line from, uh, from this resource. A major reason, okay, uh, why are today's leaders so deficient in character? A major reason is that across the globe, much of leadership training, both formal and informal, fails to emphasize or even include the concept of character as an essential element of leadership. Instead, other elements of leadership have been given priority. Titles, positions, power, intelligence, skills, gifts, talents, educational qualifications, knowledge, confidence, and charisma or other personality traits. Again, not character, but personality traits. So in the process, we have produced charismatic leaders without character, gifted leaders without convictions, powerful leaders without principles, intellectual leaders without morality, visionary leaders without values, and spiritual leaders without conscience. The issues of character, convictions, Principles, morality, values, conscience, these are the things that are a hallmark of a leader. And so as we assess these, these various elements, it becomes a new criteria for how we measure what the quality of a leader is. It's not simply in the things that that individual leader does. It's what does that individual's behavior, how does that affect others? I've heard many, you know, several years ago, one of my former uh, mentors uh, said this. He said, greatness is not measured by what we've done, but by what we inspire other people to do. When you look at the five levels of leadership, level number five is called pinnacle leadership, which focuses on the area of legacy building. And what is legacy? It's value in the present, value from the past, nurtured and developed in the present for the benefit of the future. Right? So as you look at these elements, you recognize and know that who you are has a greater level of impact than anything else. Heraclitus, the Greek philosopher, again said, character is our fate. Eventually we'll only have what our character will allow. Right? And so how character then makes the difference. So the encouragement to all is about how are we focusing in that area? What are we doing to make that happen for ourselves? 
with crisis, how we deal with perturbation, right? And so, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to wrap me a little bit. I apologize. Um, uh, um, really, how long do we have left in the program? I'm sorry, I don't even have access to to a clock. Okay. No problem. But I did want to say, you know, it's really interesting that you're, you're making these assertions and stuff because I thoroughly believe that um, everything you're saying is true, especially now we really, really, really need to, to have a way to deal with and process everything that's happening, especially now. And what you're saying, um, it's really funny how you said how we have all these multitude of leaders, different types of leaders and different types of leadership positions, but they are character flaws in each mm-hmm. scenario. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's how we got to be where we are right now. Yes, there's no doubt about it. You know, we, we have arrived to where we are. I think that this election proved uh, and what it showed was the character of who America is, it took it took off the mask for the world and for everyone mm-hmm. to know what we're dealing with. To think of all the millions of people that live in this country, all the people in positions of of, of power, authority, responsibility, um, politically, business wise, the two people that we came up with, the two people that we came up with that we that we had to choose from. With two individuals who have horrible character, <laughs> it, it, it's it's un, unquestioned that the issues around those things, and, um, and and so there's there's no doubt about the fact that no matter what we accomplish, we are as a nation revealed by the choices that we make, right? Um, and so once again, I'm just validating all the more that a leader's values are personal, but they're never private. I'm pausing for, for, for effect at this juncture. A leader's values are personal, but they're never private. Because once again, as a leader, you don't just represent yourself. What you do affects others. There was a, um, you know, I think a, a mayor of a town in a city in Canada, I think, and the individual, poor, poor character. Um, not only he was, of, of, of the many things, he was a, drug, a substance abuser. Yet he had substance abuse policies built into his administration. And when he was challenged about his failures in that area, he talked about all the accomplishments that he was able to uh, uh, realize for uh, for his uh, for his constituency, for our schools, and getting increased funding for various things. But yet, all those things pale in comparison to who he was as an individual. And so we can say this: Don't expect your success to carry to carry you in life. Remember, let your success be carried by your character. I want to read that line again because it's critically important, right? Says, don't expect your success to carry you in life. All those things he accomplished, that guy accomplished, right? Rather, mm-hmm. let your success be carried by your character, because that becomes the thing that 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 causes you not to compromise. People become leaders when they make the decision not to sacrifice their principles on the altar of convenience or compromise. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just reading you some one-liners out of this out of this resources and maybe you know thumb through it very quickly. Um, listen to that line; it's powerful. 
people become leaders when they make the decision to set, not to sacrifice their principles on the altar of convenience and compromise, which says that you, uh, an individual living according to their values is not going to be easy. It's going to be challenged. There's going to be pushback. It's going mm. upstream, not downstream. It's not going with the, the flow of cronyism or, bipar- or, or, or partisanism, right? It is, it is going against the grain, but operating according to principled, principled values. And I say principled because principles, as you've heard to say many times before, are broad and basic rules of truth. They do not change. They are inviolate. Principles are not subject to man-made laws. Man-made laws break themselves against principles. So operating according to values that are principle-based becomes critically important for someone who's in position of leadership. It allows you to be able to navigate yourself and also allows people to be able to navigate around you to figure out where you are based on, on that. So having those is important. Right. So, you know, there's, there's so much more that, that uh, I can – I'm really going from my – for the most part from my heart here on this and to have some, uh, some more, more notes on it. I want to be able to continue this next month um, between yeah. now and then, <laughs> right, uh, between now and then. I would encourage you, pick up that resource, pick up this book. Um, again, it's called The Power of Character in Leadership. Uh, don't, don't just pick it up. Read it. <laughs> you don't like reading? Get the audio book. Do something <laughs> right, okay. to uh, to leverage it in the context uh, of, of reality of life. In other words, so not just conceptually, I have the book, but do something with it. Uh, read that book and apply it to uh, to your life. So our time is done for today. Uh, I want to thank you for taking the time out. I hope something that I shared with you uh, was a blessing to you that you can use um, that will allow you to experience a greater height and, and, and uh, what your potential is in the context of life, knowing that um, there is a grand overall designer who is aware of the end from the very beginning and has placed with, uh, with, within you the ability to achieve whatever you've been purposed on this earth to be able to do. Again, I want to thank you for being here. Our prayers again out to uh, Marilyn, Aurelia, thank you for your consistency in, uh, in bringing us this program, Coco Express, and we look forward to being with you all again next time. Take care. Thank you. God bless. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. For more content, visit us at thecocoexpressshow.com, Blog Talk Radio. haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.